0: Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back, back to my podcast called <laughs> Best Practices, Juvenile Justice in Washington. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Colton Harris Moore. Are you ready for this? AKA, summer? the Plain Guy. Or he's his AKA name was the Barefoot Bandit. Oh, well, there should be another AKA, and it should just be the plain guy. I think it kind of is. So what's cool about him is he grew up on Kameno, where we live, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And when I'm researching this, and they're talking about all these different places that he went and broke into, it was like right around our house. Well, what if he actually broke into our house? Could have. That would be pretty iconic. Yeah, it could it, it could happen. We should. Um, I don't know if any of our neighbors would know, but the one neighbor down the way, yeah, a cute dog. He would. He's been there a long time. He might know, or some of the other neighbors. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So we're going to do quickly because this episode is only supposed to be six to seven minutes long. Okay. But yeah. I'm going to introduce you to Colton. So he was born in 1991, and his mother, uh, Pam Kohler uh was an alcoholic and his father Moore, was in and out of prison. Are you still there? Okay, it just beeped. I got nervous. Okay. So Uh-oh. in and out of prison. And um, his dad was abusive when he was really little. It was like four years old. Um, apparently his dad tossed him into a patch of stinging nettles that when is I was not, 12, great. Eight, not Four years old. he was 12 years old yeah oh. and those hurt remember when I stepped on them oh, No, you weren't there last summer I stepped on some they suck so at oh, the time okay. his mom was bunk, didn't care police came his dad this was interesting one of the times his dad um the police came his dad took off running into the woods which oh. is interesting because that was kind of like how colton evaded police for salon was hiding in the woods Um, yeah basically as a young kid cps was involved mom was always drunk beat up on him his home was labeled a high-risk environment Um, when he got into school he was labeled uh, diagnosed with adhd he had special help in school but he was constantly getting in trouble um and pretty quickly had a criminal record. Yeah. Okay. Um, In 2003, he damaged on um, Thanksgiving all over Stanwood and broke into the school, broke into some city buildings, set fire to a bunch of stuff, did a bunch of damage. Would you call it it a pilgrimage? A pilgrimage? No. Why a pilgrimage? I don't know. I was thinking like Thanksgiving. And uh, then I guess I was thinking more like. Pillaging. It wasn't. I, I don't think, know. <laughs> so like a pillow. is Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Six, seven minutes. Stella. We got to stay that. <laughs> so by seventh grade. He was expelled from school. He broke into the school. Stole a bunch of stuff at the school. Um, had a little group of friends. That he ran around with. And got into all sorts of trouble. Um, within. Within. Being expelled from school in seventh grade, he had seven more criminal cases against him, all for like um, breaking minor. and entering, oh, stealing. Not minor. Pretty minor, though, but just like breaking and stealing, right? Yeah. And a couple times it hit kids, never had a drug problem, never really drank, no substance abuse issues. Um, in 2004, a probation officer basically said he needs. Community supervision to address his issues, meaning adult supervision, because his mom, like, did not care. His mom would say, um, direct quote from this documentary I watched about him, um, not all kids can be steered. Kids do what they want to do. It isn't their parents' fault. Like, she took no responsibility for him. Oh, wow. So, from 2004, 2007, basically terrorizes Kameno. Stealing and breaking into houses. Um, in 2005, he's caught and he is sentenced to serve 50 days. But the judge says if you do community service and, like, go through these other programs and do these things, you can avoid spending time in juvie. Well, they never really forced him to do anything. Like, oh. during the time, he sees counselors, he sees therapists, and... Um, he's put on briefly Stratera, which is like uh ADD slash um antidepressant, and it really works. He's doing better, things are going well for him, and then somebody doesn't fill his prescription and he never goes back on it. Oh. Clearly, um, this you know, had he gone through better programs during this period of his life, like better diversion programs, yeah, things would have gone better for him. Definitely. Yeah. So finally, he goes on the run, and he's staying in vacation houses. He would go on websites for vacation rentals for Camino Island, figure out what houses were still available, and break in and stay in them. That's actually super really smart. Fun. Yeah. So stealing things, stealing boats, food, whatever he needs, he steals it. steals credit cards, charges things, has stuff sent to the vacation houses. So finally, in 2007, after he's been on the run for a while, um, some neighbors see lights at a house. The police are on the house, and he's taken into custody. The, at that point, the cops had spent over a hundred hours in the last year uh, chasing him. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. So he's caught February 9th, two thousand and seven. Held without bail at a juvenile center. Plea deals reached. He spent is sentenced to three years. At this place in Chehalis called Green Hill School, which is a maximum security, the most maximum security place in Washington. Mm -hmm. And they offer a ton of treatment programs to help kids. They use like cognitive behavioral therapy to help kids like redirect when they are doing things wrong. Yeah. And he does really well there. Like super well there. He's doing well in school. He's really smart. He's really bright. Like the very strict environment is good for him, yeah. he succeeds. So, of course, because he's doing well, what do they do? They let, they let him out. out. Of course. He's put into a halfway house in Renton, which is minimum security, and I don't know when exactly, I couldn't find where, when he left Green Hills and when he went to the halfway house, but by April 29, 2008, so not very long, he probably spent less than a year in Green Hills, yeah. he had escaped from the Halfway house. (laughs) So he's a teenager. Then he steals a car. He goes back up to Kamino and that's when his whole his infamy that made him famous around the world really begins because he continues to steal things and escalate things on Kamino and eventually he makes his way over to the Orca Islands, San Juan Islands. He's like a bunch of other islands. Stealing planes and I mean the manhunt was crazy. And then he ends up stealing a car. He actually, which I find this interesting, at some point he left a note with a hundred dollars in a animal shelter in Raymond, Washington, which is where my parents grew up. I haven't taken you there yet, but I will. Mm -hmm. And with a note from him saying, Please use this money to take care of the animals. Like clearly leaving a note. I know, but he's not, he's a bad kid. You know, like why he was, um, you know, he basically because nobody dealt with him when he was little and he was so smart and they could have helped him with the right programs, he kind of got elevated up into this like folk hero. But at the same time, on these islands where he was causing all this trouble, the locals saw him as nothing more than a criminal and we're like we're going to find him and we're going to kill him. Oh, that's so mean. I know, but he was terrorizing them. Not the animals though. He wasn't terrorizing the animals. No, he definitely liked animals, but they ended up, he drove all the way to Indiana where he stole a plane, flew the plane from Indiana to the Bahamas, and then kind of intentionally got himself caught. Like, he was just bored of running I think. So Um, (laughs) it's it's interesting but yeah yeah, he this is clearly where one the discrepancy because here's this white kid from the country who did some really bad stuff yeah he's already he's not in jail right now he's out right he wasn't he works for a lawyer or something right he worked for his lawyer like in seattle um, he is on probation. He's mad because he can't travel to other countries to visit friends. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's not in jail. like He stole multiple kids planes. Who steal, he's not in jail. <laughs> yeah, kids who, who I mean, it was armed robbery, but there were periods where Colton stole guns and was armed. Yeah. He was armed. And You know, he's basically considered this, like, kind of folk hero type deal. And people, you know, are suggesting this isn't who he was. He just had a bad life. um, He was in survival mode for so long. Like, there's all these excuses for him. But then other kids who happen to also often be, you know, minority – are like we don't want those kids getting out. They're just nothing but hoodlums. You can't save them, you know. Yeah. the The comparison so. between the two is like really crazy to look at. Yeah, but also it's pretty. This kid like definitely did have a bad rap. I just think we need to recognize all kids. Yeah. Who end up in these situations have a bad rap. So. But yeah. All right. Well, this is this is the end. Thanks for hanging out with me, Stubbell. Thank you for hanging out with me all right that's the end of my podcast um I think I have to do one more so maybe we'll do this again soon okay can we try to do it tomorrow no I'm not ready you will have to wait it's like next week oh yeah that's okay <laughs> all right I love, I love you, you. Talk you too. To bye